Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, Labour City and County Councillor Joe Letton is on the line. Good morning to you, Joe. Morning, Joe, and good morning to your listeners. I want to mention a few things to you uh, this morning, Joe. One is um, a listener who was in touch earlier on and saying that they were uh, coming um, down Mallow Street earlier this morning and there was a, a speed camera detection van there. And the point that the listener was making was, what's the story with the speed limits in the city centre? There are these 25 kilometre per hour signs, but they don't appear to be in law yet. So what's happening? Yeah, it's a, it's, that's a very good question. As part of the guiding through guiding limit through COVID last year, there was an agreement by the council, and part of the measures were that we would introduce a reduced um, speed zones in the core city centre area down to 25 kilometres per hour, and actually signs were erected in various different streets, including including Mallow Street. Now, whether those speed limits then were actually enacted, we'll say, uh, in terms of legislation. Compared to the original speed limit, I actually honestly can't answer that question for you, Joe. Well, it was interesting because in the guiding Limerick document, it suggested that there would have to be a change to the bylaws. And the, the suggestion actually was that it would go down to a legal 30 kilometre per hour speed limit. The 25 kmh, because I spotted them myself over the last few days, mm-hmm. uh, are not the normal speed signs. They don't have the red line around them. They simply have a, a, a very faint black line and they clearly are not designed to look the same as the legal speed limit. But it is getting yeah. very confusing for motorists. Yeah, and, I, and to be fair, I think there needs to be clarity on it. And I think people will understand the reasoning behind it was because with more and more people currently even now out walking and cycling and just more of an increase in general footfall around the core city centre and indeed the suburbs, there was a belief that, look, by putting in temporary um, speed control uh, signs uh, around uh, asking people and trying to create awareness for people to be more cognizant in terms of the speed that they're at and to drive slower. But there is confusion there now between the, the, the 25k and the original, which which was 30k, because I don't think we ever actually went as far as bringing in bylaws to align the bylaw with the 25k signage that your your listeners have uh, have identified. Okay, well, we'll wait and see about that. You might come back to us and let us know. Um, but I, I suppose it uh, widens out into the larger discussion around city centres and indeed town centres around Limerick. All the talk of an outdoor summer and the weather not cooperating just now, but hopefully it will. And also much more hope, I think, this week. You can certainly sense that, that uh, we're, we're heading in a different direction across the next few months. So what do you feel we need to address uh, particularly in Limerick city centre? I think we've a, new, a unique opportunity in relation to our city centre. We, we've always talked about creating this living and vibrant city centre and COVID has made us all kind of reflect on how we go about our lives in terms of how we live and work and learn and so on and so forth and shop and socialise. And there are a number of, I suppose, uh, restrictions beneath and we saw that yesterday and it's great to see it and we really are now, I think, 
uh, not far off, uh, seeing COVID well behind us at the numbers, particularly in hospital uh, and then ICU continue to fall on a daily basis. But there's a lot of grants being issued at the moment to support businesses in terms of uh, facilitating outdoor dining. We know hotels are reopening. I think it's on the 2nd of June. Uh, they'll be able to have indoor dining and drinking. We know bars and restaurants and cafes are the 7th of June, but they'll be outdoor dining and drinking, although I can't understand the difference between the both. But either way, uh, a lot of businesses in the city, a lot of cafe, cafes, bars, restaurants are applying for various different grants, you know, for seating and lighting and heating and screens and umbrellas and awnings and all sorts of different things uh, to facilitate outdoor dining. And I think that's great because we always talk about creating this cultural, vibrant uh, city centre. And we have pedestrianised streets and we've parked pedestrianised streets that we're going to focus on as a council. What I've asked council this week to do is engage with our colleagues in Henry Street Garda Station from the point of view of patrolling and having a visual, an improved visual presence of Gardaí, because I'm noticing it and businesses are saying it to me, and not just during the day, but particularly in the evening, you're seeing currently uh, a lot of bars are uh, offering takeaway services. So you could have, you know, because it's takeaway, you don't have the controlled, regulated environment that, to be fair, the Vintner Federation and the Restaurants Association of Ireland have consistently said they can offer. So without that at the moment, you have hundreds of people out street drinking, um, uh, around the city and with a continued relaxation in terms of COVID restrictions uh, you're going to have the dining and so on and I think it's extremely important as we welcome people into the city both our own um, locals and indeed visitors to Limerick I think it's important that we have a high visual presence of Gardaí just to add to that sense of security and safety for people as they visit the city both mm. during the day and particularly in the evening Okay, we're chatting to Councillor Joe Ledden well interestingly enough Councillor Liam Gavin was making a similar point and says it's led to some success because there's more foot patrols going on in recent months in some of the urban parts of county Limerick. So obviously you're looking for the same thing there. And then allied to that, there's a real concern about the level of littering that's going on. Um, And as you quite rightly say, um, if it is going to be a little more unregulated and uncontrolled in the sense of numbers milling around the city centre across the summer, it is important, especially at night. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've all been out walking. I mean, I think every second person has done the, the infamous three bridges walk at this stage probably umpteen times. We've even done it in reverse just to change the um, the, the, the focus as, as, as we do the walk. So we're all receptive and we're picking up on different issues and, and so on. And you mentioned about litter and that has been an issue to be fair. Now, to be fair to the council, they've installed the, the, the commercial... Um, uh, wheelie bins now at various different strategic locations, particularly along by the quayside there, because the traditional litter bin isn't able to cope as people want to discard of coffee cups or takeaway food items or wrappers or whatever the case may be. Uh, that's always going to be a challenge as you bring people, more people out onto the streets. But, I mean, I want to envisage a situation whereby, you know, as the businesses draw down these grants and they invest themselves to create that unique atmosphere and attract customers for the outdoor dining and drinking, I think it is important important that a, a key stakeholder in creating this uh, unique atmosphere in the city uh, is our colleagues in Angarda Siakana. And I understand from last year when COVID did hit, we did secure an additional 30 or 40 Gardaí into the Limerick Division to help uh, manage uh, uh, you know, both the city and indeed uh, the suburbs. So I, I just think, you know, we, I, I would hate to see a scenario, Joe, whereby you've all this effort going in by council and by businesses and people responding then coming into the city and that's what we want and then to have isolated incidents 
mm. within particular streets of the city. Uh, and I want us to be proactive now rather than reactive in the middle of the summer. Yeah. I'd like to see a scheduled policing plan uh, in partnership between the council and on Garda Síochána that gives how would I say, that extra bit of security and peace of mind, not just to the business owners in the city and indeed people living in the city, but to visitors coming into the city. Now, we've talked a lot, as you're well aware and you have yourself, Joe, about the importance of this particular decade in Limerick and seeing the various plans advanced and there are different stages and some things uh, have happened already in the run-up to 2030. Are you confident that Limerick will rebound economically and socially um, soon after the pandemic? I look. There are a couple. There are a couple of different challenges there. Particularly, like sectors like hospitality and retail have been particularly um, hurt, as we know, um, because they've effectively been closed. Now, you have the gradual reopening there, but there's going to be a huge challenge as well in terms of an awful lot of people now have adapted to online shopping. That's a huge challenge for retailers, particularly indigenous retailers who may not have an e-commerce platform or a website. Uh, And Limerick has been quite well known for the traditional indigenous family-owned retailer, whether it's clothing, whether it's jewellery, whether it's the bookstore or whatever. And a lot of them, um, while there are grants available from the local enterprise office and various different business supports, the, the trend towards online shopping now is, uh, I don't think that's going to reverse in any way because people have changed habits. So there is additional pressures, particularly, uh, I think, on the retail side of it. Uh, and even from a hospitality point of view, uh, we're hearing this morning that despite the fact that there are significant numbers of people um, in receipt of various social welfare payments and PUP payments, um, we're hearing that there's actually a skill shortage because an awful lot of people working in hospitality or retail have found the uncertainty in terms of career-wise in those sectors. They have gone back and they're upskilling or they're reskilling and retraining and they're moving into more secure sectors such as <clears throat> maybe life sciences or manufacturing uh, or logistics or, or healthcare or childcare. So there are real challenges for those two particular sectors, hospitality right. and retail. And I know that's my own work uh, as a regional skills manager. Yeah. But more generally... Um, I would be optimistic. I think we're very fortunate in the Midwest region in terms of the industry mix that we have. A lot of companies, we're seeing Edward Life Sciences out in Castle Troy, new state-of-the-art manufacturing facility. The ICT sector, Joe, is doing very well. We've the pharmaceutical sector like Regenera and Raheem doing very well. So I would be optimistic long-term that the city and indeed the wider Limerick and Limerick County area can rebound. But there are certainly challenges in the short term. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for all of that. Labour Councillor Joe Levin. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.